When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to C-Red UK, where quite simply, Chicago Bulls sing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, so wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out, shows you don't miss another episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the bell, give us a thumbs up and leave some comments down below. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? Well, I'm not too bad. <laughs> Far from anyone that's watching on YouTube can can see it, it looks like I've uh, I've been um, scrimmaging with Draymond Green or something. Hey. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just I had a bit of a procedure done this week, uh, not to make myself look better. Seems to have made me look worse. Uh, I I just had to have a bit of a lump removed. But um, now I'm all good and uh, ready to talk balls. So not doing too good physically and not doing too good mentally. Yeah, no, I'm a mess. But you know, we're still <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. So yeah. I guess well we do what we do best and we talk some bulls. Uh, I think we talk bulls better than they play basketball, to be fair, at the minute. To be perfectly honest with you, I think my four-year-old son talks better than the Bulls play basketball <laughs> right now. But yeah. So yeah, obviously since our last episode, we've had four Bulls games. This sort mm-hmm. of Florida, Florida series, as such. Um, yeah. We give our predictions last week. I said mm-hmm. we'd lose all four. You said we'd split both the Magic and the Heat ones. Yeah. As it was, we. Lost the first one to Magic, 96-94. The second one, 103-97. We then somehow beat the Heat, uh, 102-97. And then last night, come crashing back down to earth with a 118-100 loss to the Heat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Story of the games, slow starts. Slow uh, starts. And big comebacks and ultimately just getting it done obviously we're not going to go into every game and mm-hmm. in detail stats all that sort of crap um because the only stat that matters is the win loss and yeah we're now sitting at was it five and ten for the season yeah um yeah these slow starts you, it's i mean the title of this episode is it happened again you know, title of last week's episode was "It Won't Happen Again." <laughs> Obviously, paying homage to what uh, Demar says, and uh, people took that the wrong way when I've been saying it on Twitter and stuff like that. Oh well, Demar didn't even play in the first Magic game and all that sort of stuff. It it wasn't a dig at Demar; it's just that's what he says, and 
it yeah. happens again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's. I mean, the the one we actually beat Heat, we went down. Was it twenty two one? Twenty two to one, uh, halfway through the That's, first quarter. You know, and shocking. I can't remember exactly the magic ones, but it was like was it seventeen and fifteen or something like that in them ones and yeah it, it was it was the same tale basically um in fact by the end of was it by the end of the half we had thirty three points in both magic games <laughs> yeah and <laughs> it's I'm pretty sure that it was the same last year as well. We kept letting teams get, or was it, we were blowing the leads at these sort of big leads, weren't we? And mm. there was a couple of games where we'd come back from these sort of big deficits, but you can't win basketball games giving teams 15 plus point head starts because yeah. you're putting all your energy into clawing it back to then ultimately get level possibly take a one, two point lead. And then you give them the lead straight back, which, yeah, you know, would obviously we didn't in that heat win, but it's like, I don't think we've ever felt so deflated after a win. And no. we should have been celebrating that sort of win in the same way that the, the players were on the court. They were obviously mm. relieved by it and stuff like that, apart from Zach, um, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but yet, it just felt. I mean, if a, a win's ever felt like a loss, that was kind of it, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's just, and I'm just at a point now where I can't even celebrate a win because the next game we get blown out again, giving a big lead, getting it back, and then giving it away again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, mean, I know how you're feeling after these. Uh, four games <laughs> but yeah how are you feeling after these four games? well you know I, I, i'm normally um historically pretty upbeat even in the face of defeat uh with the bulls um I, I do always try to find something positive to pull out of everything to try and get me through the next game but um it's getting really tough i mean i i haven't felt like i feel right now as a bulls fan since the collapse of the dynasty mm. you know and and that's that's a, a long memory to have to pull back on but unfortunately it's one that left a left a scar and it feels like that's what we're going through again and it the the scary thing about it is not only are we going through what we're going through now but we're going through what we're going through now with what is essentially on paper not a bad team mm. and if it looks like we're going to be breaking this team up, which is, you know, pretty much how it looks at this stage, they ain't going to get better times for the near future ahead. Not unless they get some sort of a steal trade for one or more than one player. And the likelihood of that happening right now, when the value of Bulls players right now is surely at an all-time low. Unless it's Caruso. Unless it's Caruso, who everybody wants, um, and you can't blame them because, you know, Caruso is our number one player, as we said in the last pod right now, and has continued to be so. And we're not going to get a return. Like, I mean, 
I know Bulls Nation and and everybody gets all excited about okay, okay, we're going to get rid of Zach or we're going to get rid of Demar or we're going to get rid of Vooch or whoever bundle together a package and we're going to get back all this young talent and we're going to get back first round picks and it's going to be great and we're going to build on that. We're going to... It might not go that way. Do you know, at the end of the day, a trade is exactly that. Two parties involved in a trade to benefit themselves. And if there's no value being put on our players right now around the league, you're not going to get the return that you're hoping for. And what we are going to be essentially looking at is either getting lucky or a very long, slow rebuild going into the future. Yeah. I mean, obviously, was it after the first or the second Magic game? I had to uh, talk you down off the ledge, didn't I? I was in a bad place. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you you come to join me, basically. (laughs) It's not nice over your side of the fence at all. But like I said to you, I'm weirdly comfortable with where I am at the minute because I've been here this long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, going back to these slow starts, it's just, like you said, the team we've got shouldn't be starting this way. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, like Billy's changed the starting lineup in a fashion. Um, and yet we're still starting the way we're starting. Obviously, he's moved, ended up moving Caruso into the the sort of starting lineup, which we've both said before we don't want to see, especially at the four as well. Um, but you know, because basically putting Caruso in that starting lineup, you're taking something off that bench unit. Now, our bench unit has been, or that second unit as such, has been what's got us back into these games. Absolutely. But by taking Caruso out of it, it, it just seems to... Uh, I don't know. That, that little bit more energy is just sort of gone from that bench mm-hmm. unit. And I mean, we've spoke about Billy's rotations and how we're not particularly a fan of them. And... We saw a tweet, I think it was by Cody Westerland last night after the game, obviously from the, the pressers and all that, that Billy's going to continue to run this starting lineup because he wants yeah. to see more from it. And everyone's saying, oh, he's changed it, he's changed it. All right, yeah, he's gone from having P-Will. Yeah, I'm not talking about P-Will. Um, Tory Craig, who has, seems to have regressed slightly over the last couple of weeks, Obviously, now to Caruso. Well, as we've said, the problem is that four position because we don't seem to have somebody that can legitimately start there. Yeah, Caruso can do it, but do you really want to see Caruso going up against whoever it is, you know, bigger bodies and stuff like that? And mm-hmm. every time he hits the ground, you, you sort of, you're flinching and, you, you know, he's holding another body part back in place or whatever mm-hmm. it is he's doing, you're taping his fingers together and it yeah he's the walking wounded right now and you know yeah he's one fall away from a big injury and and then we're scuppered yeah and we've got this as i've obviously said last week this starting three because mm-hmm. kobe's yeah that's a, another st- different story in it at the minute but this starting three zach damar vooch 
is he going to try breaking them up? Is that the way to to deal with these slow starts? Has he got the balls to sit one of them? You know, it, he did once. Yeah, and we know where that's ended up. And <laughs> um, I mean, I said to you before that I've got sort of two questions for you. Yeah, and I'll I'll go the the first one. Okay, I wasn't expecting them this early. Go. Yeah, uh, well, it's kind of on par with what we're talking about. So, obviously, like I've just said there, Billy's trying these different rotations. Mm. Is it working? Because like last night, we saw P. Will relegated to the 10th man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Damar had actually checked back in before we, you know, That's right, before yeah, we saw yeah. it. And we're now, what, 15 games into year three of this continuity phase? Why the fuck does Billy not know what he's doing with this team when it's been together for three, four years, most of it? Well, that's a good question. And I think he doesn't because nothing is, nothing's worked. Do you know, any, any rotational changes that he has made haven't been successful for more than one, maybe one and a half games in a row. And for that reason... He, he he never seems to sit comfortably with what he has. Sometimes he, he keeps sticking with the same rotations, even though we can see that they're not working. And sometimes he tries to make tweaks. They may or may not work, but even if they do work, they never seem to work for any length of time. Um, and, you know, it's like you say, and, and like you've, you've harped on about quite a few times, in this roster construction is the biggest issue. And the roster construction that we have, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work for Billy. And, and, you know, as my first rant, when I came back after my, my leave, um, I, I said in that, that this team doesn't fit Billy and Billy's rotations and Billy's game plan and Billy's game plan and Billy's rotations don't fit this team. And it, it's just not working. And it, it's fundamentally, fundamentally unsound right now. And that's why we drastically need to see some sort of change because you can see Billy has tried to make it work from within, um, but it, it's just it's just not working. It's just not going to work. It's it's done. It this this team has reached its end. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Before we get into our next point, but the second question I had for you was: at this point, would you drop Zach? And I don't know if that's quite going as far as leaving him at home, as people tend to do when they ask for a trade. Yeah. Obviously, in doing so, it breaks this big three up. You know, obviously, Zach, last night, was it he shot 13 shots or whatever it was, the whole game. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen Zach going up and down since this whole trade stuff's come out. We've seen him yeah. push the PR woman out of the way, which apparently was a miscommunication and According yeah, he to his agent, with his arm and pushed somebody out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it what was it the uh, the wording that Joe Cowley used to um, describe Billy's reaction to it? Something. Uh, no, nah, was it? Something ticked off, wasn't it? Oh, ticked off. That was it. Yeah, ticked yeah, off. Yeah, but there was another word before it that was a little bit, you know, and I mean, obviously, like I said, the question is, would you drop Zach and? 
there, as I said to you before, I'm kind of arguing with it in my own head because I just don't know because, as I said last week, I didn't want this whole Zach situation to get where it is. It kind of feels like some people are making him a bit of a scapegoat. Some people mm-hmm. are saying he's still trying. He's trying something different, you know, trying to become more of a facilitator, blah, blah, blah. But every day there seems to be something coming out at the minute that is just discrediting Zach's sort of loyalty to the Bulls at the minute, is everything that Zach's done in the past as a Bull. But at the end of the day, the on-court product is not what it's meant to be. No, it's not. And Zach's a big part of it. So if we're getting ready to move on from Zach, Billy's trying to work out what to do with his team. Would you take Zach out of the team until this trade talk's sorted? James Harden-esque and stuff like that. I'd like to think that we don't have to. Um, I mean, Zach does say that he prides himself on being professional and, and he certainly says the right things uh, a lot of the time, as does Billy. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of the time it's lip service, isn't it? Because mm. what we hear from the players and what we hear from Billy and what we hear from Acme is very, very uh, contraindicative of what we see on the floor. I mean, I had my big rant about Zach the other day, and I haven't really changed any on that. Um I still think that Zach is an incredible talent. I still think that he's a fantastic basketball player. I just don't think he's a 1A option. And I think he's just not the guy. He's not the man for this team. We need somebody who is able to get us out of the shitty situations we keep getting ourselves into. And Zach's not that guy. He's just not clutch enough for me. Now, I know in the game winner the other day, he scored two massive threes and everyone started praising clutch Zach. Um, for me, Zach still isn't clutch. Okay, they were great shots, and he is well capable of making those shots, and fair play to him for doing it. But the play before he hit the first one, he rolled the ball down his leg and off the court, Do you know, which is the clutch Zach that we see more often than the good clutch Zach. Yeah. And for that, for that reason, okay, yeah, he turned it round and well done, but we need to be able to depend on our clutch guy. We need to be able to depend on our franchise player and we need to be able to depend on him to be that guy every time we're in that situation. We shouldn't be sitting there, or I am anyway, sitting at home kind of going, oh God, Zach's got the ball. You know, not knowing what he's going to do. I'm, I'm much more comfortable when I see the ball in DeMar's hands than when I see the ball in Zach's hands. The problem is DeMar's incredibly predictable and, easier to stop for the most part, although he still seems to get off these insane shots at at the last minute when he needs to. But he has that edge that Zach just doesn't seem to have. Um, As for sitting him, I'd kind of like to see it happen, but I also know what the result will be of that. And for that reason, I think Billy feels the exact same way. He know he did it against Orlando last year. Uh, he sat him and it caused all kind of friction from that point, some would say, up until now. And for that very reason, I think you unfortunately have to pander a little bit to Zach's wants and needs just 
as you would with a child because he kind of is um, a bit of a petulant child, yeah. And and for that reason, you know, you kind of have to treat him with kid gloves a little bit and, and just get through the period that we have between now and when he moves on. So, quick sort of follow-up question. Mm. Obviously, Zach's longest tenured player. Mm -hmm. We know that. Well, it's a bit of a double question. Do you feel he's been made a bit of a scapegoat at the minute? And, um, you know, has he has he been the problem with this team? Okay. Yeah, you're right. That is a bit of a double-edged question. Um, <laughs> first of all, has he been made a bit of a scapegoat? I think to some degree, yes. Um, he's certainly become the easy target. Um, and he has not helped his case at all. His behaviours, um, like being seen out with the B clutch at, at, a, at a college game um, and uh, pushing past the PR um, uh, member of staff from the Bulls on his way off the court after a win. Um, and probably smiling after a loss last night. Smiling after a loss, yeah, I saw that too. And also this deciding not to shoot the ball um, pretty much for an entire game or, as we have been seeing, not really shooting or doing anything for the first half of a game, deciding then, OK, I'll do something in the third and then coming into the fourth, OK, now I'll show them what I've got. It, it, it's very odd behaviour um, from someone. It's not Zach. It's, it's not his normal way of being. So something is off. Something is amiss there. Put but it on a string. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, we don't know the ins and outs of his contract. We know that it has a kicker in it. Um, but there could very well be something alongside that kicker that says that he only gets it if he continues playing right up until the end of his tenure. Or, you know, and, and he might very well be wanting to just walk away and sit down and not play, but is being, like you say, led up the garden path by the balls and made to play. And, and I mean, it certainly is leading to, there's certainly strange behaviours from Zach right now. And maybe he's just done with everything that's going on in the media. Maybe he's had enough of it, but he wants to play basketball. And, you know, he is a player, he is a baller and he wants to play. So he's trying to play, but at the same time, the petulant child in him keeps coming out. Um, it could be that too. But I do think it's unfair to, to, burden him with everything i think this team is inherently broken from the inside out and it just hasn't worked the plan hasn't worked it all goes back to the lonzo ball injury injury initially but i mean there have been plentiful opportunities between then and now for uh, ak to fix this problem or at least try and rectify this problem and all it all it has been is band-aid fixtures that's all it's been mm. the whole way along little fixes here oh we'll put this player in there or we'll put that player in there and that will make that make up the difference no it, it, it's at the point now where it needs to be stripped back further and whether it's a full rebuild or whether it's a pairing back of the core three and build up from there we'll we'll have to wait and see but something something needs to change so yeah, you've. Um, I mean, just my quick thought on Zach is, like I said, I didn't want it to get to this, this sort of, as we are now, you know, because 
Zach's been our favourite player for the last, what are we in now, year seven? Those last six years, you know, he's become an all-star. He's, you know, um, was on the cusp of All-NBA. He's got the Olympics, do you know what I mean? So, it's, it seems like the last couple of years he's regressed away from that level that he'd got himself to. Um, but the way that the fans are sort of turning on him, I mean, yeah, like you've said, you're you're out on him, you know, fine. But you're not being particularly, um, what's the word I'm sort of thinking of, like publicly broadcasting a hatred towards him. Do you know what I mean? No. Because you still I don't respect. Ha- I don't what, hate Zach. Yeah, and you still respect what he's done. Absolutely. In the Bulls jersey, you know he's going to be. You know he's close to being the, our top three point shooter, isn't he? And mm-hmm. everything else that he's done and stuff like that. And fans seem to forget all of that because of this strange behaviour. Like I say, it's not Zach. It just feels like it. He's been told by Clutch what to do. You know, yeah. like you know, and yeah, the the little push on the PR woman, it looks bad. It does. I don't have a problem with him storming off the court after a win because, as we said at the start, it was a bad win if there's such a mm-hmm. thing. You know, that one win doesn't cover everything that we've been through already this season and the last however many years of, of this same crap. So I ain't got a problem with him not wanting to celebrate a win because it's probably like, oh, just, oh, that's it, I'm done. You know, we've got a win, great. But we're still, at that point, what were we, uh, five and nine at that point? Mm-hmm. You don't celebrate one win like that, you know what I mean? Not 15, 14 games into the year. So I haven't got a problem with that. Yeah, the push looks bad, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, as for the smiling after the loss, it's, sometimes it's just the way the camera, you know, just catches yeah. it, doesn't it? But nobody's mentioning Demar messing around with Jimmy in the, halfway through the game, smiling and going on about flopping and all mm-hmm. stuff like that, because Demar's not a scapegoat at the minute. Right. Do you know what I mean? I don't I personally. I don't want to see my players laughing and joking with the opposition. You know what I mean? Whether you're two points down or ten points down, because you're out there to win, and especially because obviously I don't like Jimmy Butler anyway. Do you know what I mean? But. It's like you're going out there to beat them. Don't laugh and joke with them. So if that was Zach, everyone would have been going mad. That's mm-hmm. how kind of how it feels at the minute to me. Anyway, yeah, it is. You know what it I mean, is, like yeah. obviously Zach got that foul called on him on Jimmy, where he belly danced down the touchline and spun around and did pirouette, whatever it was he did, and flopped and got the foul. You know, and Zach was visibly pissed at that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to see, not. Demar going and having a having a laugh and you know Jimmy pretending to flop to him again you know so I kind of feel a bit sorry for Zach at the minute in the way that he has been made this scapegoat but I can see why he is and it's just yeah he's not helping himself let's put it that way no so I mean obviously as you've got going across the bottom there is this team out of ideas yeah <laughs> short answer <laughs> I mean apart from breaking up that big three what else is there they can do or yes. big three starting three there's mm-hmm. nothing else they can do and like I mean he's not going to sit 
Mahdamar is going to be very hesitant to sit Zach because of everything that's going on. And we've just extended Vooch. So is he going to sit Vooch? I mean, we're going to get on to Vooch in a little while. Um, so, yeah, I think he is out of ideas. Apart from, like I say, breaking that up. Because go back to Kobe. Yeah, I kind of said the other day that for Javon to get more minutes, you're kind of going to be taking him off Kobe. But then the last two games, Kobe's been, you know, like last night he was probably alongside Caruso as the best player on the court for both. Mm-hmm. Um, and one player that didn't deserve to lose. And he's constantly bringing the energy. Yeah, all right, it's, it's very streaky. But it's like Big Dave said on CHU, he starts off slow and then come the end of November, start of December, that's when you see Kobe. And it that seems to be that's how it is going at the minute. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I've said before, Kobe should be coming off the bench. I'd like to see Javon Carter get a start. But to make that change now feels like you're going to be taken away from Kobe. And obviously it's like a bit of a punishment as such, isn't it, getting taken out of that starting lineup, mm. as we've seen with P. Will. Um, so unless he's going to break up that starting three, I think he is out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, it 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 just it just feels like it's time now. It really does. Yeah. The uh, the experiment has has failed. It started off with a big bang. It was very exciting. It, we were all very very much hopeful for the future of this Bulls team, but um. Sadly, it hasn't it hasn't borne fruit, and this is what we're left with. And and now we're just picking up the rotten apples, and and it's time to throw them over the fence and start again. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, the next <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> next question we've got is, um, well, I don't know how you've can't remember how you've worded it on the banner, but are you uh, out or out out or just a little bit out <laughs> um, on this on this team at the minute. On this team, as it looks right now, I am out out. <laughs> um, as for every player on this team, I'm just out. <laughs> the core three, the starting three, well. You know, originally the big three, then they got demoted to the core three, and now they're just the starting three. They um, they got to go. Now, whether that's one, two, or three of them, um, I, I don't know, really. I suppose it depends on, on what the return is going to be. But as far as the obvious one to go is obviously now Zach, and looks like that that's very much on the cards like you say, Vooch has already been extended. Now that doesn't mean that he can't still be moved, but I think of the three of them, he's the probably least likely one to get moved. Um, and then you've got Damar who with a pending contract extension that hasn't yet to be penned. So I think what we're probably looking at is unless they can get some sort of a really, really sweet deal from Damar, which is unlikely, I think. Um, I'd say Demar and Zach will probably be heading out the door, and they could potentially keep and build a bit around around Vooch. Which, 
like you say, we'll get into in a few minutes, but I probably would have had a very different opinion on that a few weeks ago than I do right now. So what do you reckon? <sighs> um, yeah, obviously we've had some, some chats these last few days and I don't know what, exactly what my streak's at at the minute for um, <laughs> live, watching the games live. It, I think the Mavericks game, it, that was the 200th one. Um, that was what game five of the season, so, so you're about 210, yeah. And at the minute, I don't know if it's going to get to 211, obviously, tomorrow night, yeah, because I am sick of getting up at 1 a.m. to watch this shit show, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yet, for some reason, there's a part of me, the sick, twisted part in my head <laughs> that. So wants to watch it because I just can't, can't not, you know, it's one of them, it's, I won't say in detail what we said the other night, but it's like when you watch a certain type of video that you know you shouldn't be watching, Yeah. but that sick twisted part, you've got to watch it. It's just because yeah. it's, you know, and. So you can't watch, but you can't look away type situation. Yeah. And, you know, it's. I'm never going to be fully out on the team. Um, I know I've said I've been out since whatever, but I've still been watching. So I'm not yeah. completely out. But like you say, certain players, I'm, I'm done. You know, yeah. there's certain players that I think we need to keep and I'd want us to keep Caruso. But, yeah. you know, he's probably got the highest value at the minute or the highest... Um, draw as such for opposition teams yeah uh kobe i keep kobe you know just signed that new deal trying to make him this starting point guard seems to work and then it seems to not and then it seems to you know we say we are can't develop players we're not going to develop him if but we keep but, messing him around are we let's say we got a true point guard somehow some way right if you're getting rid of Zach anyway, you could potentially slide Kobe into the two position. His natural and position. Which is his, closer to his natural position anyway, as, as the off-ball scorer. And then you've got your point guard or another combi guard that's maybe a little bit more adept at carrying the ball and making decisions than Kobe is at the one. And then you don't have to get rid of Kobe or replace Kobe. You kind of get to keep him and somebody else. I mean, I don't think Yvonne, potentially. Build around him. And But yeah, exa exactly that. <laughs> you know, which could be a bit of a worry in itself if that's the player you're building around. But somebody we drafted, somebody mm -hmm. that we've developed. Yep. He's yeah, young. So, He's relatively yeah. cheap. And they've just put out this all access about him. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Where they no. obviously speak to Chris Paul about him and stuff like that. No, I haven't watched it yet. I've seen seen loads of it on the media, yeah. but, uh, social media, I've, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I've just watched it before we started this, and um, you know, it, it's showing the signs of him becoming that leader and how well liked he is on the team as well. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. All right, he's not necessarily the best player on the team, the most talented player on the team, but. You, to me, you don't really have to be to build a team around them because mm. you can just be that 
glue as such. You know, like like a Caruso. You know, Caruso shouldn't be the best player on this team. No, he shouldn't. He's the most valuable player on the team, by all mm. means. He shouldn't be the best player, and at the minute he is. So again, to me, you can't get rid of Caruso. <laughs> Isn't that... Caruso also statistically the best shooter on the team right now? Too? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, Zach, yeah, he's gone. We've said all along, Demar makes the most sense if we were to move any of them in the past. Yeah, because of the expiring contract. Yeah, it. You know, I don't particularly want to see Demar go because I do like him, but it's just not working. Uh, Vooch, I'll say Vooch for now, and everyone knows that I prefer the the underdog style players. So pe- players like Drummond, you know, low money. Keep him. Do you know what I mean? Um, Tory Craig, Javon Carter. You know, you get him what you get out of him. Mm-hmm. Io, he signed his new deal, looking all right, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's just them, them big three basically that. Oh yeah, starting three that I'm out on. So, question for you, and I, I know this is jumping the shark a little bit, but um, if Vooch were to be moved, and I know we're not getting into Vooch right now, but if Vooch were to be moved, would you be looking to get a replacement for Vooch or would you be happy sliding Drummond into the starting five position and backing up Drummond with somebody else, maybe even Sonogo? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that could be a little bit too much chaos. Um, <laughs> for a starting role. <laughs> Look, uh, I said last night, get Drummond back in over Vooch. I mean, mm-hmm. Drummond didn't have a fantastic game himself. Um, no, but he was trying. Yeah, and you know what you get in with Drummond. You know that he's just energy, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm trying not to say too much before we get into the Vooch stuff. Yeah, um, sorry. As for Sonogo, yeah, I've liked what I've seen so far of him down at Windy City. Is he ready? Probably not. Mm. But he looks like a, a mini Drummond, basically, anyway. So would that work, having Drummond and Drummond point two sort of thing? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's Because he's solid around the rim, and that seems to be about it. I mean, he did hit a three in a game the other day, actually, for Windy City. So, mm. possibly, maybe expanding his game a little bit. But they're both UConn, aren't they, as well? I know they're, they're both working yeah. with each other in training camp. It's, yeah. To be fair, at this point, i try anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of the other points I had for you. It kind of pairs into that quite nicely. Um, in your In your opinion, at this stage... Is it time to just throw caution to the wind and play the younger players and see does anything come of it? Yeah, I mean, I've been obviously on that for a long time now that Billy needs to use these end of bench players. The you know, obviously, yeah, you've got Kobe in the starting lineup, he's a young player. P Will, God knows what's going on with P Will. Terry. 
is he injured? Is he down with Windy City? I mean, he's just been assigned to Windy City again today. Yeah. He wasn't in street clothes last night, I don't think, was he? But he didn't get in the game. No. He didn't the last few he games he's been in street clothes, hasn't he? He's had some sort of patellar injury or something, hasn't he? Oh, apparently. He? Yeah. Okay. I hadn't heard that, actually. Um, I think he picked it up down at Windy City. Okay. You know, Julian Phillips. I'll get on to him later on if we get a chance. And Got his yeah. first score on an NBA floor, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, at some point, you've got to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Because we just don't know the direction of this team. The starting three is clearly not working. The the vet, more vet players. If we're moving on from Zach, what's the direction going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, they've said they want to bring in a young player. They want to bring in a vet, the picks and stuff like that. Now I don't trust AK to draft well anyway. But mm-hmm. so the picks don't mean anything to me. Um, so you know what direction are you going? Are you going to bring in? more vets that just don't get it done or do you think right hand it over to kobe p will julian phillips and basically do a pistons yeah go young you know i mean yeah so yeah it's well we've said billy's out of ideas i'm out of ideas to be fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hard to criticize him too much when we can't think of any solutions either really <laughs> yeah um, I, I, I know there's been so many different trade ideas f- from borderline ridiculous to just unlikely um, going doing the rounds. But um, there's one player that has popped up a couple of times and you're talking about Pistons that I know both of us really like, even though he's not having a great season, but he just seems to be out of place in Detroit right now. And that's... Uh, Turner Cunningham. What's that? It Could, seems like yeah, re- because... Yeah, because of Cade coming back, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's Jaden Ivey. Yeah. Um, would you like to see a player like Jaden Ivey playing for the Bulls? Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd have to change number for a start, but yeah, I'm sure he'd get over that. <laughs> I'm sure he would. Um, but no, we, like you say, we're both big, big fans of him. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we saw him in Paris at the start of the year. Yeah. He's... Still young, is he's basically a younger version of Zach, I think, at the minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. That if he's developed right and he's molded right, he's going to be an all star. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Troy's put that idea out. Um, I think he mentioned it on one of his podcasts, and I know he tweeted it out about how to get Ivy and Zach to the Pistons and all that sort of stuff with the do the pieces around it. I mean, obviously, this whole thing with Zach at the minute as well is obviously he's got his teams where he wants to go, mm-hmm. supposedly. And yeah, obviously, they're the teams you look at first. I mean, obviously, Pistons is nowhere near on his radar. I wouldn't, I have, wouldn't thought. have thought so, but. The way things are going, do you just turn around and say, F you, Zach, you're going where you're going because we're thinking of the team, not you? Well, I mean, I think that... Oh, I think that they've um, certainly done right by Zach up to this point. Uh, He's also, as we've discussed already, he's getting that kicker. 
when he when he moves on, the Bulls have to continue to pay him for a while. Uh, what is it, fifteen percent or something like that? And I mean, that's a nice little pat on the back on the way out the door, if you ask me. Um, the Bulls need to think about the Bulls now. Yeah. And you know, sorry, that's nothing against Zach. Like I say, even though I'm out on him with this team, I'm not out on him as a person, as a player, as a basketball player at all. Um, and I do wish him the very best wherever he goes uh, in every game he plays, except for the games against us. Um, but the Bulls need to think about the future of this franchise and the future of this team. And they need to think about us fans and what they're going to be providing us as a product on the floor, because what we've endured for the last two and a half years has not been up to standard. And we expect more as fans. We deserve more as fans. I mean, Chicago Bulls fans and Bulls Nation is one of the most incredible uh, fan bases across sports globally. And we deserve more. And, you know, we've, we've, we've come, most of us, from the 90s, um, whether that's directly from the 90s or handed down generationally. We got a taste of what it was like to be the best and not just the best, but the absolute best. We need some more of that. We've gone long enough without it now. This is a top tier team within the NBA. You know, this is one of the fan bases to be in. And we aren't getting that return as fans. The players aren't getting that return. Everybody deserves more at this stage. So, yeah, best of luck, Zach, and best of luck whoever walks out the door. But it's time for the Bulls to think about this team. Yeah, like you said, obviously there's random trade ideas going around. Obviously, Lakers are involved. And, I mean, I've seen the different packages, what people are suggesting. That doesn't excite me. That that would piss me off, getting rid of Zach for what, what we're getting back, to be fair. Mm. Um same with the Sixers. I don't think they've particularly got anything to offer. I don't want Tyler Hero from the Heat because that's no. the other one. The two that I have seen, I'm not sure of the, the full. Seem to have lost your sound there, Matt. <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah, so anyway, whilst uh, we try to figure out what's going on with the sound, um, we'll, uh, we'll I'll continue talking a little bit about what I suppose the few, the problem the problem is that whatever we do in regards to changing up this team, the return for whoever leaves isn't going to be what a lot of people are expecting it to be, and and that's the unfortunate issue that what we end up getting back for whoever walks out the door could for a lot of people be very disappointing ourselves included but it could also be the best we're going to get no matter what we're offering everybody around the league can see that this chicago bulls team is in turmoil and now's the time to get a fire sale out of us you know so we're not going to do well out of out of this no matter who walks out of here expect it to be below what you would like it to be at the end of the day i don't think either side is going to do as well as they maybe should do whoever the deal whoever the deal is with yeah have you got me back now oh yeah i have you back now yeah yeah um 
Yeah, as I was saying before, obviously, my mic dropped. Um, personally, I'd like to see Zach go to the West. Just so we don't have to see him three, four times, whatever. Because you know that come back as a bull killer. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's going to drag on and on and on. And we're going to see more and more negativity as such, aren't we, about Zach and... So, then we get on to Vooch. Mm-hmm. As we said at the start of the year, we were on that Vooch train, and I was quite happy to be driving it. Stop the train, you want to get off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, I don't know what it is with Vooch. He's always frustrated me. I've always said maybe it's the way the team are playing him. The, you know, I just don't. I don't know what it is with him. The, these last few games, yeah, he can put up twenty and ten, whatever it happens to be. But it's a lazy looking twenty and ten. You know, it doesn't show that he might have missed nine shots or ten shots, whatever. He's rebounding. Like last night, there must have been about three or four that literally just come down, land at his feet, and he bends down and picks them up. You know, whereas when Drummond comes in, Drummond's flying through the air trying to grab him, and yeah. once he's got it, he's not letting go of it. And as for Vucci's defence, these last few games, he's really been... I knew Adebayo was going to destroy him, basically, and he hasn't. Um, He's just been like a turnstile, hasn't he, on defence? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's. I'm ready to get off the Vooch train. Um, like you said before, I think he's the one that doesn't go anywhere if anyone is going to go. Mm-hmm. Just purely because of the fact we've re signed him. Who else is there? Drummond's probably not the answer. I know mm-hmm. there's certain people out there that would think he is the answer um, yeah it's I don't know where, where are you at with Vooch um, I'm not quite ready to jump off the Vooch train but I am checking out the countryside and looking where it looks nice to stop and have a picnic um, it's it's not what I hoped to see out of Vooch so far this season I'm hoping something clicks and he kind of comes around or shakes himself out of it a little bit. Um, it's very easy to say, well, maybe it's because of everything that's going on around him. Um, you know, the situation with Zach, the fact that Demar has taken a step back. Nobody really knows exactly where this team is going. And maybe that is part or all of the reason as to why he's not playing particularly well. But for me, that has nothing to do with effort. And right now, my biggest issue with Vooch is how lackadaisical he is. You know, he's so, like you say, it's, it's like he's got concrete shoes on. Uh, and now, you know, we've often joked he can't jump over a phone book. He's not much of it now. He's, he's had a couple of nice dunks already this season, actually. But, I mean, that aside... He's playing with lethargy all the time. He seems tired or not bothered or 
just not engaged and and that's where my issue with Vooch with Vooch lies more than anything else and I'm just hoping maybe that something will click in and and he'll push forward on that a little bit more and, and then I'm not quite ready to jump off the train just yet but um I've got my hand on the cord ready to pull it for an emergency stop yeah um yeah uh, hopefully like you said when there's a move made restarts Vooch as such as well mm -hmm. yeah uh, because he, he looks just as checked out with Zach at the minute uh, you know and we've seen Vooch have his little tantrums in the past mm -hmm. but he seems to be constantly looking over at Billy as if to say what's going on yeah you know what I mean and it's like well you wanted the ball you've got the ball you've not done anything with the ball but you're looking at Billy as if to say, well, what am I meant to do? And, yeah, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know with this team. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad, all right. So, have you got anything else on real days before we finish? I suppose... Uh... For me, the problem is it's it's not just one problem. And it's very hard to fix the situation that we're in when it's potentially lots of smaller problems that they've all compounded now over the last two and a half years into one huge problem, which is this team is buggered, basically. Um, I mean, you can chip away at the ice and break it down into smaller chunks, but the biggest part of the iceberg is below the water. And that's where you can't see it and we can't see where that problem how big the problem is exactly where the problem is and how to fix it and and that concerns me to the point where i am very much on the it's time for change yeah you know and and as much as i like players on this team and i do really like players on this team i do like the core three but the core three just ain't getting it done together anyway. Let's put it that way. So I am more than welcome to open the door, wish them luck and say goodbye and bring in something new. Um, as for outside of those three players, I think I could probably point to two and a half players that I do not want to see leave. But apart from that, I'm happy to shake it all up. Um, those two and a half players huh i thought you was going all taylor swift then <laughs> i don't get it i wouldn't be a taylor swift fan you're gonna have to enlighten me <laughs> it just sound like you was about to start singing a taylor swift song and shake it did up. i <laughs> all right <laughs> okay fair enough yeah, yeah. come back come back to me with a bit of metallica or green day or something <laughs> like that maybe taylor swift is beyond me <laughs> and i've got two daughters and it's still beyond me um Okay, so what was I saying? Yeah, some of the two and a half players are Kobe White. I'd hate to see Alex Crusoe go, even though you can see the the whys and wherefores because he may be a, one of our better options to get something back. And my half is P-Will because... Have you got your tickets booked? Do you know what, right? It's It's like this. I said as one of my bold predictions at the start of the season that P-Will was going to get worse before something clicked. 
And I also said that by the time something clicks, I may very well be the sole remainder on Peewell Island. And I think I'm almost there. <laughs> I don't think there's many people left paddling in the waters of Peewell Island anymore. But as much as I'm even at the point now where I can't even see where it's going to come from, from Peewell, because I think he is a lost soul right now. Um, I'm still living in hope that my prediction comes to be true and that something finally clicks for him and uh, and everyone will be looking to buy real estate on
percolator. It's time for the percolator. 